When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I am your host, Mike Luke. Um, by the way, go to GoPHNX. Get these shirts right now. Jacob Franklin, if you will pull these shirts up right here, these shirts right here. Aaron, these things are going like hotcakes. Check oh. it out. Go to GoPHNX.com. BTFD, my friends. Maybe when Aaron Torres uh. makes his triumphant return to Tucson, he will be in one of these. Who knows? Could probably hook you up. Just saying. I'd- I had a shirt I was supposed to have ready to go, and I actually forgot it in the closet. I'll grab it. You know, at some point you'll have to. We call it. Um, what do we call it in the business? You'll have to vamp for a minute so I can grab oh, one. That, we can. That we I, can do that. We can do that. I can talk, Aaron. I can talk to myself all day while you go do that. We don't even have to put that off until the next show. We can do okay. that, and especially you're in your nice summer retreat home. Where is that? In I Bear am. Canyon. <clears throat> Or, or it's not an undisclosed location. This is my, um, this is my PHNX uh, uh, bunker. I oh. only come here for when I'm, you know, I come here. I focus. I take two or three days. Make sure that I have all my thoughts on Arizona athletics together. You know, jam out on the piano here and there, and then, uh, and then I, uh, and then I go home. By the way, this is definitely a fake background for people that are watching live with us on here. You should on run YouTube. with it, Aaron. I would have told you. I would have told nobody. It would have been our secret. My PNX bunker. It's it's yeah. the PNX bunker. We won't tell anybody. All right, let's talk about it because Aaron, we're here to pat you on the back. Um, sure. You t- <laughs> you're like one of yeah. my favorite my one of my favorite activities. Yes. When Arizona got Keisha Johnson, Love I kid you. you not. Immediately, Aaron Torres texted me and he said, "Dude, this is a big, big time get for you. I don't care if he averaged seven and five. I don't care if he averaged three and one. He is going to be a monster at Arizona." Aaron Torres, there is a reason that you are so successful in life. There is. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I I mean, most of it is I just work hard and do my homework. But yeah, no, Keyshot, great, great night in uh, Cameron Indoor the other night. By the way, I did predict that victory. Well, I can't say that. I, I can't say I definitely predicted the victory. I said I thought it could happen. Um, and it did. And so, by the way, congrats to Wildcats fans. You know, it, I will say, Mike, you know, I've been coming on this show for years. I can just feel the enthusiasm right now around Arizona athletics. So, um, you know, we all love our teams and, and I'm so glad that you guys are getting to do fun stuff and cover fun stuff and all that. Uh, as far as Keisha Johnson's, I just, you know, listen, I'm a college hoops junkie like you are. Uh, you know, I watch everything. It's my job. I'm privileged to do what I do. And you watch San Diego State through the years. And every time that kid came on the court, he just jumped off the screen. Uh, all the things that Arizona uh, is uh, Arizona fans are seeing right now. You don't need me to tell you what he does well and all that. Um, and, 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 you know, it was funny because I don't know if we talked about this last time, but, uh, I, you know, I was at the final four last year, not just because my school was in it. I was covering it, all that <laughs> stuff, but I bring it up because, you know, you're around that San Diego state team and this is going to sound like a negative, but it's not intended to is, you know, you're, you're there's a lot of sixth year guys, fifth year guys, COVID year guys, uh, you know, Lamont Mont Butler, I was in the press conference where he was kind of asked, you know, Hey, you have a year left. Do you plan on being back? He's like, I love it here. I can't imagine being anywhere else. And they asked Keyshawn, you know, 
about his future because he had the COVID year and he kind of he was the only one that was kind of non-committal. And and I don't think it was because he was a bad teammate. I don't think it was because of anything. I just think he felt like there was a bigger role for him out there. And that's exactly what we've seen this year. By the way, um, to reflect on that, there was nothing wrong with that attitude or anything. You know, the San Diego State guys have had nothing but great things to say about him as he's left that school with his degree, et cetera. So, no, I just always thought every time he's, he was on the screen, jumped off the screen, super athletic, um, you know, NBA frame, all of that. We talked about it in the summer. It still stands true. You know, I think for him to have an NBA future, he's got to uh, work on the three-point shot. But as I said in the summer, if he was a 37% three-point shooter, I don't think he'd be, I don't think he would have been, gone to the NBA last year. I think he would have been in the NBA probably two or three years ago. So great story. Graduated from San Diego State, uh, has overcome a lot. I, I know in some of his background stuff. And so to see him thrive on that stage at Cameron Indoor, unbelievable. Um, and he was one of many that thrived, obviously, last Friday night against Duke. He was the um, he was also perfect for what Arizona needed. And we're going to get to Duke here in a second. But last year, I kind of felt that some of uh, what Arizona did was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I mean, you watch there wasn't anybody that was an NBA player on that team, or at least at that level. And there wasn't there weren't a bunch of dogs. You had some players that talked a lot, but that doesn't necessarily equip. You know, that's not doesn't. That's not really the equivalent of being a dog. Keyshaw Johnson is a dog out there. He is an enforcer. He can guard two through four. He can guard two through five. And Arizona hasn't really had somebody that can do a lot of what he can do, maybe since Aaron Gordon on the perimeter as far as when it comes to defense. I hate to tell you this. I was at Aaron Gordon's final game, the 2014 Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. In Were you there? I was there. Whoa. We yep, didn't even yep. know each other. Yeah, two we didn't know each other. Tonight. Aaron, how did you not see me? I'm six foot six. Come on. How'd you? That was one of the last, uh, that that was one of the greatest college, I mean, not for Arizona fans, but that was one of the greatest college basketball games that nobody ever talks about. What was it like one? It was like a one score game for like the final 11 minutes plus overtime or something crazy like that. It it, it was wild. It was as close a game as you could ever have between two teams that were playing really good basketball as well. Yeah. So I was at Aaron Gordon's final game. That's a fun mm-hmm. fact. Um, so, yeah, what was the question about? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He, oh, that he he brings something different. No, there's no doubt. And listen, let, let's take a second. You know, if you're going to pat me on the back, I got to pat you on the back because this was something I think you were saying, I, I, don't, I, I think even during last season, but certainly after the season ended and we kind of went through that April, May period where you start to put together the following year's roster. You said we need to be more athletic. We need to be more dynamic. We need some some tougher guys. And it's no knock on, on last year's guys, but you were on that train from the beginning. They've overachieved. Uh, Kerr is limited. It's, it's not a knock on Kerr Crease. I don't want to speak for you, but right. you know, in, in the big games against elite competition, he was not great. And to, to reach the 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 goals that every Arizona fan has when you start the season, every Arizona player, every Arizona coach, you needed some difference makers. And so uh, I am so impressed by this group. Keyshot is, is, is the one that's, you know, kind of leading the charge right now. But listen, and I know we're going to get into it, but the development of Kylan Boswell, who's reached obviously another level as he's gotten healthy. Uh, Caleb Love just, uh, you know, really seeming to, to kind of fit into a role and accepting that role, you know, we'll go on through through mm-hmm. the whole thing from Friday. But it wasn't just Keyshawn, but I give you credit because you were on top of that where, um, you know, being good isn't good enough. And you really, I think, publicly called for some real change to the roster construction. It's happened. And obviously we're seeing the impact of it now. What impressed me most about Duke, and thank you, Aaron, very kind words. And what um, really impressed me uh, with Arizona against Duke is that there was a lot of times that Arizona could have folded in that um 
Arizona would get up eight, then Duke would come back, and then Duke towards the end, it kind of felt like, all right, Arizona, Arizona's yeah. a little bit of trouble. But they had dudes at the end that embraced those moments. Pella Larson, both those free throws were pure. Caleb Love, even though he didn't play a great game, Caleb Love would have made 30 straight free throws in that situation. Those are the kind of situations where you win games with. And Arizona, again, they didn't really have that type of situation. The other thing that really impresses me about them in the show against Duke is that they can come at you with physical athletes on the perimeter with size, whether it's KJ Lewis, who we'll definitely yeah. get to Pella Larson, um, uh, Caleb love Keyshawn can do that as well. It's just a totally different team, totally different team. And I think, you know, the thing that stood out to me, I think everybody kind of knew about the top six, which would be Boswell Pella, uh, Jaden Bradley, Caleb Love, that's four. Uh, Balo and Keisha Johnson is, is six. I don't I, listen. I, I had seen KJ Lewis. I thought he was better than than I think a lot of people thought he was coming in recruiting rankings, etc. Right. I obviously knew nothing about Crevis until opening night against Morgan State, and I forget if I texted you, but I know I tweeted it. Like I said mm-hmm. right away, I said, you know, this team is so much deeper and and frankly better than last year. And and right. you know, it's funny, Mike. I was thinking about this knowing I was coming on with you today is that there are so many times where a guy like me, a guy like you, you know, you beat Morgan State by fifty, and and people like get so offended if you say, wow, you know, that that was more impressive than I expected. Like, oh, of course you're supposed to beat Morgan State, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, well, ask Michigan State, which lost to James Madison. Ask LSU, which lost to Nickel State. Ask Louisville, which loses to pretty much everybody. It's like, no, like beating a like beating a team that you're supposed to beat by 30, by 50 is in and of itself, like, it's obviously a great night. It's not a be-all, end-all. But you can learn things from that kind of game. And that's what drives me crazy about being in in the business that we are is like you can only learn something if you beat Duke or if you lose to Duke. It's like, no, no, no. You can still learn something by watching that Morgan State game. And that's exactly what I learned was just, wow, this team's deeper than I thought. And, and, you know, I was even texting a buddy like, man, when Balo goes out, this Crevis kid can give you, you know, seven, eight minutes at a time and you don't miss a beat. Again, Keyshad, we've obviously talked about the size on the perimeter, which you just referenced. I think that's the biggest thing. And I know I'm going a lot of different directions. So keep going, me. man. Keep going. We want to hear it. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. And again, I'm not doing it just to, to, to bring up my alma mater, the University of Connecticut. But why I bring it up last year in the tournament, you watch those games. And there were games where they just physically overwhelmed everybody. Yeah. You know, Andre Jackson, essentially a 6'9 point guard. Uh, Jordan Hawkins was the smallest starter at 6'4", who's playing in the NBA right now. And so I just bring it up because I think we all get so caught up in, um, you know, veteran guards and this and that. And like, what wins in March? And it's like, if you just have dudes across the board, size, physicality, athleticism, you're going to match up tough with everybody. Whereas a Virginia, a Purdue, like I was watching Purdue last night, there's still nothing exciting about them. And they're still going to struggle for the same reasons they struggled last year. Whereas a team like Arizona, if they just get after it defensively, it makes life so tough. If they get after it on the boards, it makes life so tough. And I think we kind of take that for granted sometimes. Sometimes you just need dudes, you need size, you need athleticism. Arizona checks all those boxes. Arizona checks all those boxes in a big way. Also, Aaron Torres, have you been to Circle K lately, my friend? 
Uh, no, I don't think I have been, as a matter of fact. All right, Aaron Torres. Nobody does reads like you do, by the way. Yeah, I must say. All right, Aaron Torres, I'm telling you, you should go to Circle K right now. The cheapest gas in Tucson, if you were to come here right now, is at Circle K on Tank Verde and Wilmot right there. Aaron mm. Torres would never have to pump gas if he came to Tucson. I guarantee you that. The uh, We would all do it for you. But Aaron, you could also join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app. Get it? The Inner Circle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. All right. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details and Shady Rays. Aaron, like I said, you are essentially the de facto mayor of Tucson. You're already right. really cool. People like you. But you know what would look even cooler is if Aaron Torres came back to Tucson wearing some Shady Rays. Shady right. Rays are awesome sunglasses. I can tell uh, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. Tommy Lloyd, with what he's been able to do, this mirrors Gonzaga to me in a certain way, and you and I were texting a little bit about this. Somebody like um, Mo Crevis, uh, Mount Crevis, doesn't that feel like somebody that uh, Gonzaga would get um, and they would stash him for a year uh, back in the past, and he becomes a three-time first-team all-WAC or all-West Coast conference performer? And this was a dude that was on nobody's radar. K.J. Lewis was kind of the same way. These guys are both going to be all-conference players before they're out of here. That was one of the things that they at Gonzaga, and increasingly I think it was just Tommy Lloyd at Gonzaga. I mean, mm -hmm. great talent evaluation both domestically and internationally. I mean, you know, Corey Kispert, even as an American kid, I don't remember him being like a can't-miss prospect. Played top, of, top fringe 100 kid, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. ends up a, a, a top 15 NBA pick. You know, some of the, the international guys, it obviously goes without saying. And I think, you know, that's one thing I will say um, – I, the, the international stuff is just so interesting to me because it's just these guys and Tommy Lloyd has obviously he's, you know, he's kind of young to be the godfather of something, but he's kind of the godfather of international <laughs> recruiting. And it's like, you know, you see now obviously UCLA going over Kentucky's got an international guy. You just, it, it's, it's, it's the weirdest recruiting process ever because a name isn't even on the radar. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's like, there's a commitment right there. And it's like, right. Oh, what do we need to learn about this guy? So no, Crevis is the exact prototype of the guys that have had success at Gonzaga. Uh, you know, frankly, uh, you know, watching even that opener against Morgan state, I think there's a couple other guys uh, in that international class, freshman and sophomore, that's going to take a little bit longer, but they're going to develop into valuable college basketball players. So no, Crevis is obviously the guy that stood out. Um, and I was, I, listen, man, I was so impressed and I, I don't, you know, one thing I, 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 I try to do is never claim to be an expert on something. I'm not, you are I an am, expert, Aaron, you get paid well, to give your opinion. You're an expert. Well, listen, this is one thing I'm not an expert on. I'm not an expert on, uh, European levels of competition and atmosphere. So <laughs> why I bring it up was like, I don't know if, you know, maybe he's played in some of those crazy European atmospheres where they're setting off firecrackers in the middle of the arena, right. but he just walked into Cameron indoor. Like it was nothing. He just came in, kind of gave him really good minutes, not too high, not too low. So yes, he is. He reminds me very much of the guys that Tommy used to have at Gonzaga, the guys that by the way, Gonzaga no longer has, they're all uh, matriculating down to Tucson. So, uh, he was I, I think he has really been the breakout, you know, stars, the wrong word, but the breakout surprise of the early part of the of the of the Arizona season, at least for me. I don't know if you were hearing buzz in the summer and spring and fall, but he's been the surprise yeah. star for me. See, and I give I give sheer uh, uh, 
uh, crap about this all the time, and I should. I think it's impossible to scout international players. Yes. I mean, listen, I'm going to trust Tommy Lloyd's opinion, but half the time I imagine these gyms being these smoke-filled gymnasiums with this guy walking around with a like an Adidas sweatsuit and slicked back hair sure. with like cigarette. one of those yeah. one of those FDR cigarette holders with like this Zabruder film, or, oh. or or they're trying to reenact something by putting a broomstick up as a seven footer. It's just impossible to say. Look, Henry Vasar was considered a top thirty kid. Mount Crevis was considered a top 120 kid. No disrespect to Henry. We want Henry to get better. There is no comparison between the two players. I tell Shear this all the time. You guys should stop trying to do this because they look silly. We can make fun of them, Aaron. Well, well, listen, I'll never make fun of Shear. He's the man. You should. But- um, you should have me on with him sometime. I like talking to Sheer. I like oh. talking ball with him. But well, yeah, we will have you on next time with Sheer. That's a great idea. I'm pulling that down right now. Just let me know because I got to reserve the uh, the P- PHNX bunker here. So, nice. um, all right. So, well, oh, what I was going to say was, internet. It's impossible, and people can lie and say that it isn't. And I don't know what Sheer's big take is on it. What I can tell you is, like, I'll give you an example outside of Arizona. I talked to some of the UCLA people this year, and I think an Arizona fan knows, but. They have four or five like really high profile international guys. Right. And I talked to them, you know, three, four weeks ago, and they're like, guys, first of all, you know, UCLA is a little different. They're on the quarter system, but it's like they just got here. They English is not the first language for any of them. Now they all obviously can speak it, but new culture, new food, new location. Uh, you know, in the case of the UCLA guys, they never took visits. It's not like they they were. You know, it's not like a, a Kylan Boswell who I personally saw on campus in Tucson. It was probably took three, four visits before he committed. Like, right. so it, the, the why I'm bringing it up is it certainly helps if you can be like Arizona and have them there in the summer so they can kind of ad- adjust and adapt. But to sit there and say that there's some um, advanced science to it, I, I really don't think there is because, it, again, it's not just, you know, it's hard enough to kind of evaluate kids and how they're going to perform as freshmen that are domestic, that are American that are living away from home for the first time that are, you know, dealing with whatever for the first time now add the international element of it where, you know, your, your family's 18, 20, 24 hours away, whatever it is. Uh, and like I said, new country, new food, new, new customs, new schooling, new way of coaching, new way right. of communicating. You go on and on down the list, you know, weight training, maybe for the first time diet and nutrition, maybe for the first time, there's just so many different variables and so, yes, I like Sheer. I don't know what his take is. I don't want to start bashing takes that I'm not aware of, but it is very hard. I, it is very hard to evaluate. So, all right. You mentioned Kylan Boswell. Is he an all American caliber player right now? Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. And he's one. Listen, I, I, I think two things are, are becoming increasingly clear. One, well, three. I don't know if you heard. He did play at 17 years old last year. So that's probably a factor. Yes, I, I got know. another he's, one. He's, he's only 18, by the way. Yes. By the way, one one little side tangent here. I've decided I'm going to take a stance on something. What do you got? If a guy reclassifies to the age group that he is supposed to be in, I don't want to hear from the announcer. You know, he's supposed to be in high school right now. No, he's no, not. He's actually 19 years old or 18 years old. He just pushed himself back a year and then he moved back to his normal grade. Now, Kylan Boswell last year should have been playing high school basketball, but that's neither here nor there. What I was going to say was, I think I underappreciated the fact that he was banged up and the fact that, you know, frankly, Kerr was kind of the guy from the previous year. You're not going to take the ball out of his hands, but you know, listen, let's just, let's just be, you know, totally transparent. In the summertime, when it became increasingly clear that Kerr was going to leave, you know, I thought it was a little bit presumptuous 
by Arizona fans, by Arizona media, by the staff to just assume that Kylan Boswell could just take over and be as good. Well, sometimes, you know, if I'm going to pat myself on the back for all the stuff I get right, I got this one wrong. And, and, you know, he's healthy. He's in control. He knows exactly who he is and the role that he is going to play. Um, and then, you know, I think it's pretty cool that the guys off the ball have kind of accepted their roles, Caleb Love and Jaden Bradley as well. But no, Colin Boswell, absolutely an All-American candidate. He was phenomenal last night or uh, last Friday. And then I would add, too, uh, I just think that extra year, it's not extra, but the year deciding to come early, I think, ended up working out for the best because now as an 18-year-old, he just looks so comfortable and so confident in his role. All right, we're going to get a uh, we're going to get some picks here from uh, Aaron Torres here in a second. But first, BetMGM, my friends, here's the deal with BetMGM. You can put down, you will receive uh, all you have to do is place your first bet on MGM Sportsbook Wager through BetMGM, a mobile app of at least $10 and you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of the wager's outcome. Aaron, how cool is that? You will not you get this money regardless. Check it out. Sign up for BetMGM, use bonus code PHNX, place your first bet MGM Sportsbook Wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out show notes for details. Let's hear the great Shane Diefenbach with a disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right. Aaron, who do you like tonight? We've had multiple people ask this. The great Aaron Torres right here. You've been asked questions. We need answers. Who does Aaron have in the Champs Classic tonight? Duke versus Michigan State, Kansas, and Kentucky. I do like Duke to bounce back. Um, the Tom Izzo comments after they lost to James Madison were very interesting about, yeah. like, I might just have to play all my freshmen because these veterans don't want it or something like that. I'm like, right. good Lord, Tom, Tom Izzo coming in hot. Not surprising. Um, and then, you know, Kentucky right now, for people who don't follow kind of the outside of Arizona, the, the other Wildcats, if you will. By the way, speaking of other Wildcats, Villanova is a disaster. But maybe that's another conversation for another day. Um, for people that don't know, uh, Kentucky has three seven-footers on their roster. Two are hurt. One, an international player, has not yet been cleared by the NCAA. So not a good night to be going up against Hunter Dickinson. Um, not a good opponent for them. Kentucky's guard play is really good. I, I just I, I think they're going to struggle. The other thing is, too, Kansas's guards are very veteran. Kevin McCullough, who's been around forever. Dewan Harris, who's part of that national championship team. So I would take Kansas to win outright. Last number I saw was five and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably still lean Kansas there. So much A backing on the screen. Really like that. Getting all the comments. By the way, Aaron, do you know that you can click on the comments and you can see all the comments coming in on your screen? Do you see this? I did. Yes. I try not to look at them in case, you know. Oh, oh, they're going to be all love. Trust me. They're going to be all smooches. They're not going to be. There won't be anything negative when Aaron Torres is on this show. I hope so. You have my word. Um, All right. Now, going forward, you mentioned Arizona's got a gauntlet this year. You play Alabama. You play Michigan State. You play Purdue. You mentioned Purdue. Let's talk Purdue. Purdue to me is the ultimate Big Ten team. And it drives me up a wall. I don't want you to get in trouble because you're national. I'm, you know, I'm down here in Tucson. Aaron, I do not understand. We do this every single year. Purdue has four guys that essentially play like you and me and Zach Eady. I do not worry about those teams. Again, they're good, but they, it's, I'm never surprised when they lose early in March. This is the same exact season. So two things. One, 
So this is what this has been my stance on Purdue, frankly, since last April. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I get why they are like like if I had it, if I was an AP voter and I'm not, they would be a top You're five not? team. I'm not. I should be, but I'm not. I don't really care. It's not really like some huge badge of honor. Like you know, it's not like uh you know walking around. You whatever. Should be. Go um, listen. If if I had an AP vote, they would have been in my preseason top five. They are the reigning Big Ten champs, regular season and tournament. But all the last probably month is everyone's doing their preseason stuff and everyone's talking to Torres and asking Torres all the tough questions. You know, can they be this year? Can they be like Virginia in 2019? Virginia yeah. had three NBA players on their roster, including DeAndre Hunter, who was a lottery pick who got hurt uh, the previous year and did not play in the NCAA tournament. Okay. Right. So I don't see Zach Eady, maybe a fringe second round player, whatever. There's not another NBA player on that roster. And right. so what I just said, what we just said about Arizona, the size, the athleticism. No, Arizona, uh, Purdue is Purdue is Purdue and they're not going to win and they're not going to do whatever. Maybe they make a sweet 16. If the draw is great, maybe they, they go beyond. Um, but what I would also say it was interesting. I was watching. Again, I don't hate I hate to bring up my, my alma mater, but I was watching UConn's opener against Northern Arizona, as a matter of fact. So, see, I'm bringing it full circle. Yeah. The Lumberjacks um, and Jim Calhoun was doing the broadcast with John Fanta and, and Donnie Marshall. He was he came in and what he said is something that, frankly, somebody on his staff told me years ago to win the national championship. And he said this on the broadcast, so I'm not sharing top secret information, but it sounds simple. But to win the national championship. You have to win six different games against six different opponents from six different parts of the country that play six different styles of play. Right. And some teams are built to do that. UConn's built to do that. I think Arizona is built to do that this year. Purdue is not built to do that. We know what the blueprint is to beat them. By the way, our buddy Sean Miller, last night, Xavier was with them in that game at home. And so... You know, listen, whatever. I'm not just going to bash Purdue, but I listen, I've been with you on the Big Ten stuff pretty much forever. Hmm. Um, listen, they, they, you know, people ask me all the time, why are they get so they've, I've said it for three or four years. They have cooked the books on how to look good in the net ranking. The, 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 you go back to the year before they went to 20 league games, they got like three or four teams in the tournament. Right. They go to 20 league games, then all of a sudden, they uh, they get like nine or ten teams in the tournament. And the bottom line is, I'm not going to get into too many details, but they play 20 league games. They play the Gavit games. They did up until this year play the ACC Big Ten Challenge. That's 22 power conference teams, most of them playing an MTE three games. So that's 25, 26, 27 power conference games. It looks good in the computers. And unfortunately, and this is like a March rant that's coming out in November, but it drives me crazy every year. The committee doesn't do any critical thinking. They 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 pull out their Brandon Staley notepad or their <laughs> yes, notepad, yes, yes. Their Dave Roberts notepad and they look at a bunch of numbers and they don't do critical thinking. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, the yeah, this team is is 17 and 12, but they have 37 quad one games. And it's like, yeah, they lost all of them. They yeah. Every game that matters. And so I, you know, listen, I've said it uh, for years is that I, I don't think there's a lot of critical thinking on the NCAA tournament committee. Um, I think, like I said, I think they, they, they hide behind the numbers. They hide behind the net ranking. Uh, I hate it, but ultimately, uh, you know, I'm not an AP voter and I'm not in charge of the NCAA tournament committee. And until I am, damn it, 
there's not much we can do other than complain on the PHNX show. So uh, let me ask you this, Aaron. Uh, we're gonna because then we're gonna talk a little of Arizona football. You talked sure. with an ex air. You talked with an ex Arizona coach, my friend. Yeah, I talked to my guy Rich Rod the other day. He's doing great. Um, I'm not. I say he's my guy. It was the first time I've ever talked to him. But I, I was, you know, I just I have followed their story at Jacksonville. First of all, you know. Again, for the 11th reference to UConn, when I was at UConn, Rich Rod was at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Big East football back then, for those who remember. And what for all of everyone that's forgotten. Was I Donald know, Brown the running back when you were there? Donald Brown was the running. You know, the UConn was good in all of those yeah. years. And, it, you know, they'd be sitting at, you know, eight and two, you know, with, with two games to go. And then West Virginia would roll into town with Rich Rod and just put up 60 on him. And you'd be like, oh, wow, this is just not even the same sport. Um, (laughs) As a matter of fact, I seem to remember one game in West Virginia. In West Virginia, it was like a top big matchup. And um, I remember like we got our whole family together. It was like during, you know, Thanksgiving break. And oh, my goodness, this is the year. And it was like 35 nothing after the first quarter. So I've always admired Rich Rod. Uh, and yeah, I talked to him earlier this week. Uh, I think we'll run the interview probably Friday on the Aaron Torres pod. I'll be honest. We didn't talk much Arizona, but he's, no, you well. don't need to talk any Arizona. I find him a very fascinating figure. Well, and you know, he's doing awesome stuff at Jacksonville state and, you know, I don't know much about Jacksonville, uh, Alabama, but he said, I think he said the, his exact quote was, you know, three stoplights and one of them doesn't work in town. And uh, I think he said it's the smallest population of a town of any FBS uh, football program. So I think he's loving it there. Um, We didn't get into, you know, if there's ever an opportunity to move up, if he would again, but I think he's enjoying that rebuild process. They're ahead of schedule. I think even he was kind of surprised at how well they're playing. Like, you know, James Madison is doing this big thing, this big push to get a bowl game this year um, because they're not eligible because of the transition period. And so I asked him and like, I was like, so are you like this fired up? And he was kind of like, no, we're going to let them kind of do that brigade. We're just, we're just focused on football. So I think he's surprised. I think he, they're ahead of schedule. Uh, And Torres and Richrod uh, uh, Friday, Aaron Torres pot. It'll be fun. Also West for you mentioned West Virginia and Richrod. They need to hire Rich Rod back. Let bygones be bygones. Bring the man back. I think it's a great fit for both sides. Again, I'm just saying that as somebody in Tucson. Aaron, I would hire Rich Rod in a second. It'll be interesting. Well, you know who's going to push to get that job when it opens, right? Who? The West Virginia native that just got fired and paid $77 million about two days ago. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow, man. Talk I'm, about, yeah, interesting, interesting. I'm sure he'll be pushing behind the scenes. But no, I, I mean, I would hire Rich Rod in a second. So uh, listen, I mean, he, he wins everywhere he goes. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I don't remember how it all. I know how it ended, ended at Arizona. I don't good remember at Arizona what, overall. Yeah. I sure. don't remember what the on the field product. I just remember Fiesta Bowl, uh, uh, you know, conference championship game, all that. But, mm-hmm. um, but no, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, 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 I think West Virginia should hire him when they eventually make a move. I have been told by people in West Virginia it will never happen the way that he left. It's it was too too messy. But I, you know, but let bygones be. Time heals all wounds, right? Time heals all wounds. Let's talk a little Arizona football here. But first, look at Aaron's background right there. Look at those immaculate floors behind him right there. It looks like he has Empire, or it looks like Empire Flooring helped him out. With Empire Today, you can shop at home convenience, the right price. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, but nothing is like that. Now, here's the deal. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a three 
$350 off discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com backslash PHNX. And we're talking about the Big Ten. And you might say, man, I got a massive headache from watching this Big Ten (laughs) basketball. I can't watch it anymore. That's where OGs comes in. OGs, check it out. Just head to uh, uh, www.zenleafdispensaries.com. Find your closest location. Order your favorite OGs gummies for pickup and enter discount PHNX to get 25% off your checkout. This deal is exclusive for our PHNX listeners. And reminder, it's available only online. Pickup orders, discount code PHNX is active until November 30th. Jetfish. When Jetfish was hired, I thought he was a... I thought, it was the, I thought it was one of the dumbest hires I've ever seen. You get this guy who's essentially a journeyman, goes from one job to one job, never really hangs out. Jed Fish has been an A-plus, A-plus hire. And what's wild about watching Arizona football now is there's nothing fluky about it. It doesn't feel like you have to win on a Hail Mary or you need other players to get hurt. Arizona's just beating teams, Aaron. We're not mm-hmm. used to that in the desert. No, it's been fun. You know, for people who don't know much about me, I, I host Fox Sports Radio, the national kind of postgame show every Saturday from, you know, 11 Eastern to 2 a.m., which is 8 to 11. So Arizona has been on most of these weeks. Arizona was on uh, for the Oregon State game. Washington State was basically done by the time we got on air and then UCLA as well. So, uh, you know, I've been able to watch all this. I even tuned in a little bit to the Pac-12 network the other day for the mm-hmm. for the Colorado game. But no, I think a couple things stand out. One is that, like you said, that, you know, there's no there's nothing fluky about the success. As a matter of fact, the ultimate sign of a program that's on the rise they didn't even play well on Saturday and they right. still won. Um, and then two, obviously, I think the cool thing is the other thing is, is that like you you go back to the summer, you go back to last year, everybody knew about the Jed Fish offense and his background and all that. The defense has improved. And and right. I don't remember all the scores from last year, but it felt like to win last year, you had to win 41 to 36 or right. 44 to th- and you're winning games in which you're you're holding the opponent to whatever it is, 21 points, this, that, the other thing. So I think it's one of the best stories in college football. I should actually probably should be doing a better job of it covering it on my uh Air Torres podcast. But you know, seven and three. Uh, three straight ranked opponents, obviously. Um, I just, you know, who and, you and should like, get on, you know, who you should get on your national show. Who's that? Ted fish. Noah Fafita. Noah Fafita. I'm telling Noah Fafita has been the best freshman in uh, college football this year. He's won five or five uh, pac 12 freshman of the uh, week awards or four of them. Excuse me. Um, he is uh he's an interesting story and here's why I'm going to sell the Noah Fafita story for you. Okay, he's five. He's a five foot seven quarterback. Um, and he's legitimately, he's no taller than 5'8". And he has absolutely destroyed USC, um, uh, excuse me, uh, Washington State, UCLA. You look at his numbers, they're amongst the best in the conference outside of, uh, you know, the very uh, upper echelon. He is, if there was a national freshman of the year, it would probably be him. And again, we've never really seen anything quite of what he's doing. I would have started him to start the season over Jaden Delora. Again, I'm wrong on most things. This was one, one that I was actually right on. But he is a unique, unique story. And he's the one that brought T-Mac with him. He's the one, you know, is going to be a first-round pick. Jed Fish believes he's the best mm-hmm. receiver in the country. I don't know if that's true. But he's an interesting story, my friend. You might want to reach out. I think it would be an interesting uh, interesting get for you, my bud. So uh, Fafita was high school teammates with uh, T-Mac? T-Mac and Jacob Manu, who's the best defensive player on the team. Um, and he was the one 
that essentially uh, got these all these guys together. I had a coach of uh, a head coach of one of the uh, Trinity League schools. I won't name which name who texted me or tweeted at me. He said, listen, he says, I know this kid's five, eight. Uh, we didn't pl- uh, he didn't play for me. He said this. He said he's something unusual that you de- we, I haven't really seen before. And he says, I've seen all the five star kids and I'm not saying he's going to be a first round NFL quarterback. He's too short, but there's something different. And he said when he hits the field, he will never come off. And mm. that's exactly what happens. Um, like I said, look up his numbers, check out what he's done. I think he'd be a good get for you. And I think that he would play a little bit. Have there his people go. call my people. I mean, you're you're Mr. Tucson. You say I'm I, the mayor, but you're really I, the mayor. I will. I will. You know what? I am going to tell Les Fafita to have him reach out. That would be that would be very very cool. Um, but uh, let me ask you this. Um, going forward, UCLA jobs probably going to open up. You know, you guys keep saying you really think so, huh? I mean, I, I haven't heard anything to the contrary that like I just as somebody who lives in LA now, it's kind of a double edged sword because mm-hmm. on the one hand. There's no buzz. On the right. other hand, Chip does nothing to help create. But like he, you know, it's in. He doesn't do any additional out outside media. Like you could criticize Mick Cronin for whatever. Right. He's down with Petros and Money, the biggest local radio show, every single Friday during the season. And like Cronin, kind of. I don't think Cronin is like Mister Personality. I, I like Mick, but like I don't think he's Mister Personality. But he kind of gets like you can't just show up on game day and whatever. Chip just won't do anything. Um, so just collecting a paycheck. Um, I think he's older and I think he wants to do it his way. Uh, I don't think he, you know, I haven't really talked to anybody over there in probably about a year. I don't think he loved kind of the collective movement of the last couple years, but I think, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that didn't love it a year ago that have just kind of accepted, like, this is where we are. This is what you have to do. And I think once guys have kind of seen, like, it's not the the end of, of college sports as we know it, and everything's pretty much the same, except right. kids have more money that we know about now and that the public knows about than they, then, you know, everything was just kind of under the table. I think everyone's kind of evolved. So I would tell you about a year, year and a half ago, I heard, he, you know, he's kind of like he embraced the portal. He was an NFL guy, free agency, whatever. But he was having a tough time with the NIL stuff. But then at the same time, here's the other part. UCLA is not the kind of school that's just going to, you know, they can raise that kind of money. But right. the money is there to be raised. But UCLA fans aren't, oh, we need a nose tackle. Here's 250K. Like, that's not how UCLA fans operate. So it's uh, the point, I guess, that I, and this is, you know, you you ask, this all comes to the point that I'm trying to make is that I guess there is, in theory, a world where you could hire somebody who in the Big Ten has more success than what Chip Kelly is currently having right now. I also think it is significantly more likely that you are not going to hire that guy and that you're going to end up going in the other direction. Now, listen, the Big Ten's so bad in football, maybe it won't matter because you're going to get Thank everyone, you. everyone talks about, oh, 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 you know, Ohio State. It's like, yeah, there's one Ohio State and one Michigan, even Penn State. Like, you mean to tell me Penn State comes to the Rose Bowl this weekend? I think UCLA could win that game. Anyway, point I'm trying to make it's a tough job. It's a tougher job than people give it credit for. Um, and I think that if you were to hire somebody now, I've heard like, oh, you know, whether it's Jed Fish, obviously. You know, to answer your question, I don't think Jed Fish is going anywhere. But, but you know, I've heard like the Jonathan Smith rumor. Would Jonathan Smith from Oregon State be interested? So I just bring it up because, yes, there is a scenario where if you get the right coach and you know exactly who you want and you get that guy, then, yes, you could, in theory, take it to another level. 
I just think it's also much more likely that it goes in the opposite direction uh, if you move off from Chip. But the point I'm trying to make, I haven't heard anything definitive one way or the other. I know he's not Martin Jarman's guy. He, you know, you know, right. he preceded Martin Jarman. So, you know, I guess we'll see going forward. What's your take on Dion? Uh, I, listen, I think he's awesome for college football. Mm-hmm. I guess my only thing is, and by the way, I don't believe that he, I don't believe that he's only in it for his kids. Like, I think that's been a narrative the last like two, three weeks is there, you know, so when they started losing, well, you know, he's just doing it to give his kids a platform and then he's going to leave. I think he genuinely likes working with kids. I think he genuinely loves coaching college football. I just don't really know, not down and dirty in like a a derogatory term, but like, I don't know if he's going to get down and dirty in recruiting the way that he needs to. Like, is Dion going to spend the whole month of December in a private jet flying from one kid's house to another? I heard a stat and I don't know if it's true. I could be, I don't think there's any way to concretely prove it other than to ask Dion. I believe the only in-home visit that he did last year was Cormani McLean, the five-star cornerback. And so, I mean, Mike, I'm, you don't need to be like, you can't do one in-home visit (laughs) during the early signing period and sign. And so I actually, I thought he was very successful at Jackson state. I like his blueprint. I like his transparency. I think he enjoys coaching college football, But if you're going to just – it's almost like a Chris Mullen, a Patrick Ewing. If you're not going to do the things you need to do in recruiting, it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. It doesn't matter how good of a staff you put together. But I like him. I think he's good for college football. I I hope he stays because he's a content factory. Um, But I just – you know, I just – I don't know if he's going to put in the work that needs to be done to have success at the highest level. Yeah, that's where I think it's going to be fascinating to see what exactly he does do. Um, I think he's great. I like watching him. I like generally how he conducts himself. I don't like throwing kids under the bus. I thought that was kind of crummy when uh, he said that Shadur should have won the Heisman with the offensive line in front of him. But yeah. overall, I think it's a pretty good thing. Um, let me let me ask you this. I wanted to switch back to Arizona basketball before we uh, before we sign before we sign off here. Do you see any in this? I oh jumped over this on my notes. Do you see? If you were to attack Arizona, or do what concerns, if any, do you have about this Arizona basketball team? I'd have to look at the numbers. It goes back to what we talked about in the summer. Statistically, historically, uh, Keisha Johnson, Caleb Love, Jaden Bradley have not been good three-point shooters. Right. Don't know what their 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 percentage was at Duke. Don't know how, what their percentage is through three games this year. That would be one. The other one, and I love the kid, and I think he got kind of a bad rap at North Carolina. Yeah. But you could see, even in that yeah. Duke game, there were three or four possessions where Caleb Love was like, oh, I haven't gotten mine in a minute. And he just put his head down and just threw it up. Right. Now, look, the best parts of Caleb Love, the three-pointer before the half, the block on Mark Mitchell, which was like the sickest play ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, all the You tweeted throws. that. Oh, yeah, sure Yeah, did. for sure. Oh, yeah. I back I back the I back the A, baby. Um, yeah. I was trying to say I back the Caleb or something like that. But no, you back the A. Either. Come on, you yeah. back the A, Ron. Um, so... Yeah, so I just, you know, is he going to be bought in for 38, 39 games that you need to reach the ultimate level, bought into a role? Now, by the way, you can still score 18, 20 points a game in a role, but it's got to be in the 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 continuity of what you're doing offensively and all that. So, um, so yeah, like that would be my concern is does he just go – is there a game or two where, you know, you're playing at USC and it's a one-possession game and he just takes three straight bad shots? And by the way, like I think the way the schedule is set up, obviously, you know, you got your marquee win already. There's a bunch more in the non-con, but 
there's just not a lot of teams in the Pac-12 that are really going to be able to compete with this team as long as they're locked in. So, yeah, I think those are probably the two things. Three-point shooting and, and kind of keeping Caleb Love on course. All right. Now, before we sign off here, and then we got to talk about Aaron Torres, the great Aaron Torres, Desert Financial Credit Union. Join a federal credit or join a credit union that is committed to giving back to the community and sharing success with the members. When you open a free checking account online, get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. All right, Aaron, where can they find you again? Arizona fans are uh, Arizona fans need more Aaron Torres, not less Aaron Torres. Where can they find? Okay, so a couple things. Arizona fans for years have asked, hey, Torres, how do I support you? Download the Aaron Torres podcast, talking mostly college football. We're going to ramp up the college hoops a lot like this show, just on a national scale. Mm-hmm. The fun conversations, the people that people are having. Here's the other thing. I started, you know, the AT Media merch line about uh, a year ago. And Arizona fans, they say, you know, Torres, you got to get us a shirt. Almost like John Rothstein. You know, Rothstein's got his little quip for everybody. And so I created these Arizona football T-shirts. Can I grab one? Yeah, really I will quick? talk while you go get it. Okay, you vamp. I'm going to take I will off vamp. the headphones. All right. Aaron I Torres. will say they're nice, though. We've actually been selling quite a few, but give take me a your second. T- take your time. Again, people, we need to remember the great. what is so awesome about Aaron Torres, besides the fact that he's great, is that he was the only national media person that stuck up for Arizona during the whole DeAndre Ayton thing. When it went down, he was also the one that said, you know, a lot of this doesn't make much sense. And Aaron Torres is that dude right there. This is actually a pretty cool thing that he's going to be bringing back on here. But he also, again, backs the A. He is a uh, – he is – no matter what he says, outside of UConn, I'm just guessing that Arizona might be his second favorite program. That's just me surmising. Well, what was that? I didn't hear that. Oh, Did no. I- well, we, Aaron Torres, show us this shirt, my friend. Okay. So, listen, are you are you an A backer, Mike? Oh, I back the A, as you can tell. Let's see it. Aaron, by the there's way, only, Dave- there's only one official shirt that speaks to the A backing, especially on the football field. Let's see it. Listen, you could get the Tommy Lloyd grab your – no, I'm not going to say that because that's, that's me. Gone fishing, baby. Look at that guy. Dude, gone fishing. You can't really see it. it Aaron, put it in front of your face so it doesn't. uh, Can you see it? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Look at that. Come on. Tell me that's not a beautiful design. We've been selling quite a few. I'm actually low on a few sizes, but I will order more if Arizona fans want. Uh, You can can reach out to me on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can go to AaronTorresOnline.com. There is a merchandise tab. Uh, which you can go ahead and uh, you'll find that there. Uh, but yeah, no, Arizona fans were like, dude, you got to get us a shirt. And I, you know, I saw everybody else doing the basketball thing. And I knew, honestly, listen, like you said, we get a lot of stuff wrong in this biz, but I could feel in the summer the momentum building for Arizona football. And I said, you know what? Screw this. Everybody else is going basketball. I love the A. I back the A. I'm an A backer. But yeah. it's e- everyone can throw up a fancy T-shirt design for basketball. But I am going to reach those special people in Tucson that truly back the A heading into football season. So we started, we printed up some of these. We've been selling them. Listen, a four-game win streak, including three ranked opponents, really does help sales. But again, AaronTorresOnline.com slash merchandise. I have a – hold on one sec. I'm trying to uh, figure out how to take out – hold on. Sick. Yeah, I don't know how to uh, change the background here, but yes, again, gone fishing, baby. Like you know, kind of like, uh, like uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> tell me that's not a tell me that's not a fire shirt. I will say the the first batch probably went out about three four weeks ago. I've gotten a lot of response. Like I love it. Great design. Great T shirt. Uh, great idea. Love that it's football related. 
The quality is good. My t-shirt guy, Eddie, is the man. So he take, he does really good work. Um, and yeah, back the A, support Torres. And uh, that's all I really got. As the kids would say, it's lit. It's lit. And here's the other thing, too. It's Christmas. You don't know what to get your mom, your dad, your uncle. They all back the A, but it's like, well, what do I do? You know, I, I can't. I, they don't live in Tucson. I can't buy them tickets, but they want to back the A wherever they is. Or maybe they do live in Tucson. They already go to the games, but they need something to wear. Perfect for the holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving. Some people give away. Nobody gives away gifts on Thanksgiving. But, you know, listen, by the way, I probably can't get it to you by for Thanksgiving anyway. But anyway, right. I've hijacked your show. Enough about it. But Aaron Torres, online.com slash merchandise. No, that's absolutely fantastic. Check it out real quick. We also have a shirt here, a D-backs shirt. Jake yes. Franklin, pull this Ooh. up right here. These are cool. Um, All right. Oh, wow. I were like you that. like up? Were you like into the, the World Series run or did not? I was in it because my good friend Jacob Franklin was into it. So okay. I was. Uh, but the ASU yeah. guy? Yeah, the ASU guy. Here, hold on. We're going to bring him on. How come he doesn't uh, do, the ASU, do you do the ASU show too? I, I do pretty much anything they need me to do around here. Uh, no, this is Jacob Franklin. Jacob Franklin makes everything happen. To give you an idea, my day starts. I wake up. I'm a, I'm a loser. I wake up generally about 5.15, uh, maybe about 5, but never, never any later than 5.30. By about 6.30, I start texting Jacob Franklin. Dude, send me the show notes or send me the uh, show links as soon as you can. Jacob Franklin generally gets him to me much earlier than he needs to. Today. By like 8.30 usually. By 8.30 for sure. Jacob Franklin got it to me today by 7, uh, before 7 o'clock. That's what a leader of men this six foot eight Titan is right here, Aaron Torres. So he, um, so you get up at, at 5.45. What do, you, what do you do when like Arizona has that 8 p.m. Pacific tip-off? Ah, dude. I asked me for the show links. Yeah, that's uh, – oh, were you asking me or were you asking Jacob No, Franklin? I'm asking you. Like, do you still get up at 5 the next day when you're at the arena till 11? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I don't, I don't sleep a ton. Um, I like the grind. I embrace the grind. And I am glad that Jacob Franklin has a lot of patience because most producers would probably not put up with me texting them at 6.30 asking for show links. But, uh, yes, Jacob's the man. I'm Jacob. an early riser too, by the way. I'm, I'm a 5.45 guy. Every, well, a 5.40, excuse me, every day. Jacob also has a new Jacob also has a, a newborn though. Uh, oh, so Jacob how, 10 months now. Oh well that's same. A, oh, a little bit further away. By the way, Dennis Walsh, the great Jacob Franklin, right there with an exclamation point. But on that note, Aaron, you're the man, you're a beast. Jacob Franklin, I actually like you as well. Thanks again. All right, but Aaron, I'm, I'll be texting you as always, dude. Really appreciate everything you do. Check out Aaron Torres again. Get that shirt. That shirt's fantastic. But on that note, for Aaron Torres. Jacob Franklin. Oh, and I already got OGs, Jacob Franklin. Don't worry about it. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.